What's up, world? It's your girl, B. Sheree, and you're tuning to the Pulse Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse Podcast. It's your host, B. Sheree, and today's guest is True Esco. He has a new EP titled Far From Nothing, which dropped on March 12th. Last time True Esco stopped by the Pulse Podcast, we spoke about his single freedom of speech um and today we're gonna jump right into it um how long did it take you to record far from nothing and did you face any challenges while recording uh started back in about october about october last year because i had dropped a single uh freedom of speech in september of last year around labor day and then after that i started working on new songs and stuff and uh i didn't know it was gonna turn into a project at first, but I kept working, you know, on different songs and stuff and decided to put one together. As far as challenges, no, it wasn't um, too many. Well, I guess the only challenge was um, making time to record it. Um, and that was part of the reason why I went back to getting my own studio equipment and home studio set up and things of that nature. Because, you know, my personal life with work schedule and everything like that, it was kind of hard to... Uh, make time for the studio so that was probably about the only challenge i really had to deal with yep i have to say that i played the intro at least a dozen times (laughs) and the crazy thing is the line that stuck out the most to me uh was circling around my purpose need to get it straight Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm wasting time here from day to day but as long as i'm waking up it's something here for me yeah so i feel like a lot of people can relate to that point and so when I heard it the first time, I was like, what the hell did he just say? Hold on. Is he reading my mind or something? Because that's how I feel on a, on a day-to-day basis, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it that was huge for me, too, because I was like, man, there's some days you wake up, and it's like, man, you you just going through the same routine. You got to go to work, or you got to, you know, whatever you got to do during the daytime or nighttime. And it just becomes, you know, redundant and the same and mundane and everything like that. And, you know, after a while, if you let it get too, get too routine, then you get to thinking like, man, what, what's my real purpose? I'm, I'm circling around it. I'm not even, seem like I'm not even lined up with it, you know? Yeah. yeah so. Um, you only fe- featured three artists on this particular EP. Was that intentional to ensure people can uh, hear more of your lyricism and your growth? Or was that just... How it planned out? Uh, kind of how it planned out, uh, cause, um, I really, I don't know. I think the on reflect with Alizai, he he actually had sent me a record of his to get on back in around the same time. Uh, it was either before, uh, September, Octoberish as well, and uh, you know, so I was just returning the favor to him on that. And then Titan and Dejan, I mean, they the homies. I haven't, and Dejan said it on the record. He was like, it's been 10 years since me and him been on something, which is crazy. But, uh, you know, we started out together in um, music. And, we, you know, we had a little independent deal and all these things like that way back. And uh, so it just circled back around. And as far as Titan goes, I started out way back in the day. So I just felt like, man, it'd only be right if I uh, reach back out to them and do something. What what particularly inspired this particular project? Uh, a lot of things, life, and just also um, 
things I've went through the past couple years and just wanting to figure out a way. It took so long because I was trying to find, like, the ways to say what I wanted to say. Uh, I didn't want to just drop some music. I wanted to make sure it was real cohesive and, and kind of straightforward. And uh, so I just felt like something like Far From Nothing would be very much more relatable than, you know, something else I could have dropped. And uh, I had been sitting on that title for a while, actually. And uh, my original plan for it was totally different than what I came with. But uh, the more I made the songs and, and, and put everything together, I was like, no, nah, this title fits fits perfectly with the theme of the song, you know, with the theme of the music and whatnot. Okay. Um, this, the records that stuck out the most to me um, are Do You Feel Me? Of course, the intro, Straight With No Chaser, and So Many Nights. And of course, they're relatable, but have you been receiving any uh, reception back on any other records? Yeah, Reflect, Highs and Lows, and uh, On My Way. On My Way because, you know, more so from an artist's perspective, independent artist's perspective when they're coming up, especially the ones that's like in my age group, uh, early 30s and stuff like that, and they still trying to pursue this. And it's like, you know, we all see it, and there's no hate or no shame on my end with it, but it's just the fact that, you know, TikTok has came along and uh, all these other avenues have came along that has changed up the model of how you can get on. Yeah, like, You know what I'm saying? So, like, somebody can start out rapping two weeks ago, do something, put on TikTok, boom, he got two trillion quazillion followers, and you know, and then boom, here he go on the Today Show tomorrow morning talking about it. So, you know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, independent artists such as myself kind of sees it and is like, damn, you know, I've been sitting up here grinding 10, 15 years and doing little, you know, knick-knack things here and there, doing shows, doing interviews, doing, trying to be nice, kissing babies and all of that. And it's still, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on this constant grind of just getting the, I feel, you know, the proper recognition that I feel like I deserve. And uh, so that's relatable for the artists uh, on my way. And then Reflect, um, I think, uh, what was I told about Reflect? Just, you know, people reflecting on, you know, things they've been through and, you know, how far they've come along, things of that nature. Uh, and highs and lows, again, for like what I'm saying in the hook, just, you know, a general analysis of how we all deal with highs and lows in life and, um, you know, how to overcome those at some point. So, yeah. It, at any point, have you ever found yourself, I mean, of course, you just said it in a sense, but it seems discouraging to keep continuing as an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it it got to that point several times, and, and I think that's probably why I took a while to uh, come back with some music, too, because I had, you know, the last project I dropped was in 2018, and... You know, after that, you know, life changes and things happen. I made some uh, not so smart money decisions and, you know, trying to figure my way out around that and and just building myself up, building my confidence back up to even want to rap again like that because it, it does get discouraging sometimes where, 
you know, you feel like um, uh, you're being overlooked or underappreciated and things of that nature. So it kind of got to a point where it was like, I don't really see the point in constantly trying to do this and, and, and constantly, you know, coming up short with my goals and everything like that. But then on the flip side of that, I had to realize like a lot of what you do, well, I'm talking about me, a lot of what I do sometimes is, um, is, is, is because of me, uh, because of my indecision or indecisiveness to do things or put my best foot forward or whatnot. And so, you know, so a lot of stuff rides on my shoulders. It, It ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. You know, if I'm not, if nobody hears music, well, obviously I ain't promoting it good enough or, you know, I'm not putting it into places where more people can hear it. You know, those are things on my shoulders, on me. So, you know, I had to learn over time that, you know, you can't be complaining about what you're not doing enough of. So, yeah. you know, I had to learn that. And then also um, just realizing that it is more so business than just music. Music is great. We can all create yeah. music, but just understanding you have to treat yourself like a brand for real, like mm-hmm. like like a Louis Vuitton or Nike or whomever. They're branded for a reason and everybody knows them for a reason because they they market and sell themselves as such. And you got to do the same thing as an artist. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm learning that a little later in my pursuit of it, but it's, it's becoming more valuable for me as I as I go. So. Okay. Do you have any advice for artists that are um, actually starting out or getting a bit discouraged in this particular um, time? Keep going because as long as you like, you have to. It's we're in the information age. There's so much knowledge out there to on YouTube and stuff like that to find ways to uh, market yourself and put yourself out there. And if you're willing to put in the work to learn. Uh, be like a sponge and learn and soak up all the game that you can. I mean, it, it won't be as bad in your pursuit of, of trying to be an artist or whatever the case may be, because, you know, if you're just doing it just for the clout and all of that, yeah, you, you, you wasting space and time. Like, you know, everybody, a majority of the people is doing it for that reason. But if you really feel like you have it in your heart to do that, then you know it's 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 just so much information out there to help you get started and stuff like that you know so i would say continue continue doing what you're trying to do don't give up on yourself are you a a writer or are you a off the dome type of rapper mm, I, I, i'm huge on writing I'm not the best at freestyling you know but i will tell you this you know i drive for a living at nighttime. So it it forces me or it forced me over the years um, to have to take the Lil Wayne approach, kind of like write it in my head versus trying to write it on paper. So my muscle memory is strong because I might think of a line or two or four or five or six at a time and repetition helps me remember it. So that way, when I stop driving or if I get back to the crib or whatever in time, uh, you know, I write it down or I go ahead and lay it on the beat or use the, the phone voice memo thing and, you know, lay it down or whatever. So that that really has uh, become my go to style of writing, you know, just coming up with it in my head and and and, and, and uh, putting it together that way. Now, when I have the time to sit down and write, 
uh, I'm all for that. That's that's what I did with uh, so many nights, which I think makes it so unique because one of those rare times where I had a chance to be at home. Um, it was on the weekend. I can't remember if it was Saturday night going into Sunday morning or Sunday night going into Monday morning, but it was like 4 a.m. when I recorded that, wrote and recorded that. And that's uh, uh, probably why I came up with that title and concept like that. But but uh, it was about 3 or 4 a.m. and I was just, you know, writing. And uh, I was about to stop and take a nap go to sleep or whatever and come back and finish it but i was like nah i need to push through and finish this song out so i ended up writing it and recording it that early in the morning and you know that's what you hear today but um so i'm definitely a writer at heart though definitely a writer gotcha so uh top five mcs and why top five mcs all time all time Mm, you know, you got the cliche answers, the, the Pox and Biggie. <laughs> uh, the Jay-Z's. The right, the Jay-Z's, Nas, and stuff like that. Um, let me see. I might... it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be cliche. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to take a different approach. Because uh, we all know they, they're all-time greats. But mm, I'm going to do more current. Uh, no particular order. J. Cole, Kendrick, um, Big Crits on my list. Uh, who are the other two that I really rock out with? Um, I'd have to look through my phone. Those three for sure. I like Big Sean. I don't know if he's all time great. And I hope this never get to a point where he hear this and be mad at me. But I don't know if he's all time great. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I think Big Sean is still in his prime right now, so he he, he has a little bit yeah, more, to more to go. More to go. He he's better yeah. than what he. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Because I was listening to some that old Wiz Khalifa Cabin Fever mixtape uh, a while back, and I heard Big Sean on that John. He bumped it, but it was like, nah, this ain't the Sean that's that's rapping today. Uh, nah. Let me see. I don't. Uh. Man, I don't know who my last two would be. Obviously, it'd be Jay Z. I had to fit him in there. And um, when I first started out listening to hip hop and stuff, my brother put me on um, Pac. He was a huge Pac fan, and so that's why I know more about Pac than necessarily Biggie. Biggie had the style and the great lyrics mm-hmm. and all of that, but Pac's storytelling is is almost. I mean, Biggie had storytelling too. But you know, Pac was just like Biggie was the yeah, finesse. Yeah. You know? Uh Pac Pac was the 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 revolutionary, yep. the uh the, yep. the rebel. Yep, and I think that's what I love so much. I mean, you know, love about both of them, but yeah, that's what that's what made Pac great and that's what made Biggie great. Um so but I guess them last two spots I just have to <laughs> fit all the cliche answers in them last two. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh you put a Kobe Bryant, uh interview at the end of one mm-hmm. of the tracks no my uh what was it a particular what was it what he was saying that made you feel like it fit so well with that particular mm-hmm. yep and i and i knew at the at the end of that uh song i had that much space left at the end of it and i already knew it was the outro 
even before now, that was one of those particular times where I knew before I even wrote it, um, or when I finished wrote, writing the song, that it was gonna be the outro, based on how I did the hook, and in the feel of it, and the fact that it had so much space at the end. Of it, I was like, nah, something gotta go here, and it was between Kobe and Nipsey, but I had seen the Kobe interview, and it was like literally one of his last interviews, and um. You know, I had watched it a couple of times and was listening through it. And I was like, that part right there really resonated with me. It's going to come a time when I have Nipsey on some stuff, too. But, um, yeah, so it was between them two. But that one came out, though. Basketball or football? Basketball all day. Well, uh, who are some of your uh, favorite players? In today's NBA, Damian Lillard is number one. That's my guy. Because I feel like, and man, I hate to, I hate this. I ain't want to say nothing, but I'm I'm working on a song uh, about him, and I think kind of the same way how he did the tribute for Kobe is kind of what I want to do for him, and I and I think it's gonna come out pretty pretty good. Um, him, Steph Curry, um, man, people like that. You know, I love the guards because when I was coming up, the basketball was my first love, my first dream. You couldn't tell me I wasn't gonna be Penny Hardaway growing up. Uh, but you know, it didn't work out. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, are you into anything else besides music? Uh, yeah, I've I've really consumed my life in it again. But but uh, yeah, I am into like basketball. It's funny that you asked me asked me about that because uh, if it wasn't music I was pursuing, I probably would have tried to be a sports analyst or something like that. Like, I keep up with the game that much. Uh, or anything in communications, radio broadcasts and stuff like that. Um, like making people laugh, you know, contrary to what people may see. Maybe I look mean or something, I don't know. But I like maybe making people laugh. Uh, I'm a comedian at heart. I just chose to do rap. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I mean. The reason why the reason why I asked is because you you spoke about generational wealth yeah. and, and stocks and four hundred one k on the that project. Too, that too, that too, and uh, I haven't. Now I'm not gonna act like I'm a financial guru or nothing like that, but you know I started getting more into stocks and things and learning how to you know trade and sell them and all of that, and listening to like the uh, Earn Your Leisure podcast and everything like that. I'm learning you know more about financial literacy and stuff. So. Once again, thank you for joining the post po- uh, the post podcast. Uh, you're welcome anytime. Just let me know whenever you want to jump on, and uh, make sure you guys cop the far from oh, nothing and EP. and get a shirt, man. Get some merch, far from nothing t shirts and true esco shirts on my website and my store. Be sure to do that. All right, where can they uh find you at? What's your Instagram? What's your Twitter? Your website? Uh, Instagram at true dot esco. Uh, Twitter true underscore esco. Facebook, True Esco, all one word, um, and forevertruemusic.com. That's where you can find me at. Please be sure to check back every Sunday at 8 p.m. for the Pulse Podcast with your girl, B. Cherie. See you then. <laughs>